1: All right, everybody, start the clock. Let's rock. Okay, so what I want to talk about today is very, very simple, very, very easy. I want to talk about one of my favorite th- Well, one of my favorite things to talk about, and I talk about it a lot. Now, I don't believe it's an entirely a doomsday scenario to see a fat market crash, but it does take a while to recover. This is why I tell everybody, man, if you get in the S and P five hundred in any way, shape, or form. You want to have 30% of whatever you put into your brokerage account to be stocks. And what I mean is like an S&P 500, so 30% of an S&P 500, right? So remember, if you put $1,000 in, right? 1,000 bonus. And you're going you're gonna to basically take that $1,000. And then you, what you're going to do, you're going to put $300 of that into the S&P 500 index funds. Now, I know S&P 500 index funds like the VOO are about 400 boners right now. I get it, I get it, but uh, one of the things I could recommend to everybody is, you know, fractional shares if you have to, but for every, for any amount of money that you put into your brokerage account, make sure that 30% of that money automatically goes to stocks, like an S&P 500 index fund, at least you'll be exposed, you want to be diversified as well. Now, you're probably wondering, thinking to yourself, "Well, why, why would I keep all that money sitting on the side in my brokerage account? That's not going to collect any interest. That's not going to do anything, dude. Okay, here's why I tell you to stash the money to the side. And This takes some willpower. I'm weird. I can do it, and I don't know why. Nobody I know has the ability to set money to the side. I do, though. I'm weird. But if you can learn, if you can try... And realize that it is beneficial. You need to realize how beneficial it is. I think the problem is nobody realizes how beneficial it is to keep money sitting on the side. So look, If the market crashes and loses a lot of value, it, it crashes hard. And having money on the side is basically like, oh shit. Well, hey, if the market's going down, I might as well buy on the dip. And so you can keep buying as it dips. And who knows, we could go into a long bear market. And it could last for weeks or months or years. You never know. But for the podcast listeners, I'm drinking a Coors Light right
0: now, so not a sponsor. But hey, Coors, if you want to sponsor me, Ooh. um, so having said all that, um, one of the main things we got to
1: focus on right now is um, just what are you gonna do when the market crashes? Well, that's why, like I said, keep money to the side. Now, look, I I, I do think. If you have a problem keeping money to the side, well, let's try a different scenario. And I, I go with my boy uh, Ray Dalio's advice. Uh, Ray Dalio basically says, make sure that you have what's called an all-weatherproof portfolio. It's a pretty simple portfolio, and it works pretty well. Uh, oh, sorry about that. So it's really it's just an, it's just an allocation asset. Oh, sorry, an asset allocation thing. So, if I remember correctly, and I could be wrong, I'll have to look it up here in a second. We'll look at Ray Dalio's all weatherproof. All all weather portfolio, I should say.
0: It's not weatherproof, but it definitely helps. <laughs> Ray Dalio
1: all weather. You want something that's always going to go up over time, at least for the most part. Look, nothing is perfect, so... This isn't gonna like protect you for years and eons or anything. Just just keep that in mind. Uh oh, here's Ray Dalio's little all weather proof portfolio. So it essentially, very very simply, simply put, um, with with my boy Dalio's, it's now like I said, you can keep seventy percent of in, in cash, right? Seventy percent of your cash sitting on standby, and thirty percent of that cash goes right into stocks the moment you dump it into your brokerage account, right? But now. I will admit Dalio's perspective takes a different approach. He, he, Dalio doesn't like to sit on cash. I like to, though, but I also do like having my money spaced out into different things. I will admit, though, um, having money sitting to the side is not always good either because here's the thing, man. Th- there's not going to be a lot of deflation happening anytime soon. It, it, we've printed so much money that inflation's just inevitable, and we're just going to have to accept that we're going to be in inflationary times for a long time. So here's my problem with Dalio's uh, philosophy of the all weather portfolio. So 30% goes into stocks, right? Well, 40% goes into long term bonds, and then 15% goes into intermediate term bonds, right? And then 7.5% of your of the money you put in your <laughs> in your portfolio. In your brokerage account is 7.5% is gold and 7.5% is commodities. So I do like Dalio's approach because he's exposing you to other things. I think gold is more valuable, to be honest. Um, and you know it's so funny. People are like, "Well, how the hell do you get exposed to gold? Doesn't that mean I have to store it and do all that?" Well, you don't have to. You can always get a gold ETF. I mean, there are very reputable gold ETFs. I believe Vanguard has one. If not, I think Spider has one. Um, there's an iShares one. So you want to make sure that you're exposed to gold, even if it's through like an index fund, like little ETF thing. Because make sure it's a reputable one, because there could be some pretty sleazy ones out there. I I like the iShares Gold one, and I do like these. If I remember correctly, the Spider one, like the GLD or something. Um, I'm a little bit exposed, but I don't I don't take my time to memorize those symbols. I just basically dump my money into them because I do. Know they, for the most part, uh, look if the big guys recommend them, I'll get them. But, um. Yeah, being exposed to gold though really is your best bet because the more you're exposed to gold, the more you're protected. And look, I-, I do admit I will give you guys credit. Sitting on cash is not exactly the safest bet. If I'm if I'm gonna sit on anything, I'd rather sit on gold. You know. So honestly, I wonder having an entire portfolio where gold is your backup plan. That's kind of interesting, though. So. Gold does happen to fluctuate in value sometimes, and it's kind of strange, though. So.
0: I would say it's safe, but it's not completely safe. So keep that. In um. So where were we? <laughs> so you could do that,
1: but I still want to highly, highly encourage you guys to keep money stashed away, on right to the side. Um. It's the smartest thing you can do. It's just um. You know, in thirty and like I said, thirty percent stocks, seventy percent cash sitting on the side. And the reason I tell people to do this is just because. Look, the stock, look, great companies don't just vanish, right? The S&P 500, that's why I tell everybody get an S&P 500 index fund, because what they do is if there are shitty companies within the the S&P 500, they weed that shit out really well. So they try to keep it to the creme de la creme, the greatest 500 companies out there. And if you're a part of an index fund, you're really on the right track. You know, so... It's just a smart thing to do, and the only reason I recommend it to anybody is just because even though I'm not a financial advisor, I believe it's my fiduciary responsibility to give people the right advice, and that's the best advice. There's low expense fees. I mean, dude, you can go with the Spider, um, the spider S&P 500 index fund. You can go with the fucking Vanguard S&P 500. You name it. And look, if if you don't feel comfortable sitting on that much cash, here here's a... Here's one I came up with. You guys want to hear my portfolio strategy? It's really interesting. So mine, (laughs) I do believe 30% stocks. Like I agree with Ray Dalio, 30% stocks. Now, here's where it gets even more interesting. If I didn't want to sit on any cash, let's say I didn't want to sit on a single ounce of cash, right? I do like Ray Dalio's all weather proof portfolio, but I have one that's a little more interesting and it's a little more posed for growth. So I think if you're older, I think if you're like really, really old, like we're talking about like 60 to 70 and you really want to protect what you got while still having some growth, but it won't be the greatest growth, but it'll still be growth enough. Um, Ray Dalio's all weather portfolio I just talked about would be the best for an older person, but if you're younger and you have time to wait for appreciation value, um, yeah. So here's I'll show you, I'll, and you don't want to sit cash to the side. This is my philosophy. Now I'm not big on bonds, but I do believe you should have bonds in your portfolio, so you can get the total bond market.
0: Um, it's a Vanguard one. I don't know the ticker symbol off the top of my head. Let me look it up. <clears throat> <Let's> see, go on the Google real quick. Uh, this will take just a second. One of these days. All right, total bond market index fund. Oh, yeah, Schwab's got one. I forgot about that. So Charles Schwab has one. Let's see. What else we got? Yeah, so it's the Vanguard total bond market uh, index fund. I think you can get the ETF.
1: ETF is what I get. I, I guess they get the ETF of it. Got it in one of my other brokerage accounts somewhere. I do separate a lot of my strategies into different brokerage accounts, and this is something I recommend for a lot of people, just because it just it makes your life so much
0: easier. And uh, let's see. Buy Tilray. Hey Jesse, dude, been been a while, man. Um,
1: so am I buying Tilray? No, that's probably a big fat no, and I. I don't feel it, man. I don't feel too real. I look at their balance sheet. I, I know they combined with Afria or whatever, and mm, I don't know. I bet against Sundial though. I made a lot of money betting against Sundial. Oddly enough, just using, just using simple put options and stuff like that. And it's a, it's a good way to continue to play, uh, play the marijuana space. But I also have a lot of shares in Sundial as well. So keep that in mind. I'm playing both sides of Sundial because I do believe eventually marijuana will become legalized, and people will want to start pumping up
0: uh, companies like Sundial. So I see it happening. Um, let's see. Oh. Oh, so I'm sorry. I'm checking something just to just a one moment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Right. Yeah. I would, I, I, would, I'd probably buy Tilray, you know, if I'm I'm not
1: big on the marijuana space anymore as much as I used to be. But I will admit, I still hold on to my sundial shares. And because if it pops up, I make a lot of money. If, if the meme stock brigade decides to start playing the, their hand uh, in a different way, so. You never know how they're gonna play their hand, but yeah, it, Tilray's not the worst. Um, like I said, I don't pay I don't pay as much attention to the marijuana companies anymore. I just bet against Sundial, um, but I also bet for it by occasionally buying the shares. And that's about it. So, but thank you, thank you, Mister Jesse. I appreciate it, man, for the uh, for the <laughs> for the buy Tilray pump. I appreciate it. Um. Do I think the market's going to crash still? Yes, yes, and yes, 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 of course it's going to fucking crash. I mean, it should in all actuality. There's a lot of issues going on. The world's in shambles, yet it's still going up, you know? I don't know if it's like retail investors trying to get in, trying to get a quick squeeze, but everybody's riding the roller coaster up, but nobody's willing to ride the roller coaster down. This is why I tell people, man, just. Mm, keep a lot of cash on the side. And everybody usually tells me, well, I don't have the ability to just keep cash on the side. Well, of course you don't. A lot of people have terrible spending habits that they never address, and that's why they're always living paycheck to paycheck. There is more to, there is more than meets the eye to the fact that you're living paycheck to paycheck. Usually it's you're not thinking about what you're spending your money on. You're going to coffee shops when you shouldn't be. You're going to fancy restaurants when you shouldn't be. That's the thing. Uh, when I When I didn't have a lot of money, Seriously, when I didn't have a lot of money, I had to think about what I was buying and what I was spending my money on. And people are so reckless with their spending, they they put themselves in debt. I don't want to see that. And this is why I made this show, so I can convince you guys to maybe be cheap for a bit for once in your life, accumulate some assets that'll grow over time, and some that'll pay you money. But while you're still working, well, and try to find ways to make tons of money in the meantime, you know. I mean, I do this show to make money. Uh, you could do delivery driving. Uh, I was gonna start doing that again just because it's just fun to get extra dough. But I'm pretty dedicated to this as my second career, as my primary career, actually. The uh, my other job is my second career. You know. I mean, I still take it just as seriously as this.
0: <laughs> and I put both at a very high priority, you know, at this point in my life. I think that's a responsible thing to do. But yeah, no, I, I just want to continue to help all you guys
1: succeed, so this is why I make this show. Um I'm gonna cut it short though here in a second. I'm gonna see if there's any more chats. Um see if my boy Jesse B convincing everybody about Tilbury. I appreciate it, man. Tilbury's not bad. I mean, don't don't Put everything into it, but you know, if you want to buy a couple shares, buy it buy as the
0: dips. Yeah, why not? Fuck it. Um, what else we got? What else we got? What do you got? Still looking at a couple things. My apologies, everybody. Well, um, I think that's about it. I'm just going to sip a couple more Coors Lights in front of you guys, make you feel uncomfortable during the camera. Anyway, um, before we go, just remember the market will crash
1: eventually. It's very overvalued. If it doesn't, though, it could be because we keep printing money and inflation. Stocks are pretty much well inflation-proof for the most part. So it'll probably continue the pump. So inflation itself is going to continue the pump. So stocks are the safest asset, in my opinion, to own when inflation is running rampant. However, stocks will be very, very volatile and crazy. There's one other catalyst I, I forgot to mention during this. I was so focused on the fact that we're printing money. But I'm also, I wasn't focusing on the fact that once the Fed decides to make money more expensive, and what I mean by that is raise the interest rates, on how much money a bank can borrow, or a person, or anybody can borrow, you know what that means. Once they raise those interest rates, it's game over. Like straight up, it is game over. Um, what'll happen is it'll be total chaos. Um, stock market will crash because every every company's gonna have to cut back because they've been borrowing money so fucking recklessly. Corporate debt's what's gonna cause this. <laughs> a lot of debt's gonna cause it. So. I'm prepared. I have a ton of well, I haven't even say I have a ton, but I have a decent amount of the UVXY to continue to rack up on as the market gets better and better and better, and I still profit off of it. Thank goodness. But um, yeah, it, it's not going to be pretty. I'm just going to let you guys know that right now this market crash is going to be so heavy and huge. It's gonna it's gonna blow a lot of people's minds. Um, I, I know a lot of people have been saying this for years, and it's like, well, where's the market crash? Well, probably because inflation. Fed keeps pumping up the market. The market should have crashed a long time ago, but once we have to start tapering these rates, it is game over.
0: So keep that in mind. Don't didn't don't say I didn't warn you, cause I warned you. Anyway, thank you guys. Sorry.